Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Oh, hey there. Welcome back, Solar Warrior. Happy Friday. I love the Friday crowd. You are such committed, infinite learners. Hey, if you're unfamiliar, we call this Flashback Friday, and it's my way of giving you a glimpse back at something we did recently that I think you should have a listen to. Whether it's content from one of our many live events, like the SPI Podcast Lounge, or perhaps a replay of older archived episodes that have garnered thousands of downloads, or maybe just a glimpse at what was published on the podcast this last week. This is yet one more way that you can learn and grow with us here on Suncast. Remember, you can always find the resources and learn more about today's guests, recommendations, etc. on the blog at mysuncast.com. So get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. All right, we are back and live again at the Podcast Lounge for our next episode here. We have uh, three of my friends, but also three of the smartest guys I know in the area of customer acquisition in residential solar. We're at the Podcast Lounge at Solar Power International 2019. This is produced by Suncast Media and sponsored by Radiant Re. We're so grateful for our sponsors. Thank you for helping us bring this to the masses. We're going to dig in here with Ruben Ugarte, Scott Muller, and Kyle Cherick on the topic of customer acquisition from online lead generation within the U.S. residential solar market. We'll start it. We're going to kick it off here uh, with Ruben. And let me go ahead and introduce you guys. And you can spend maybe a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds on, uh, on what you do. I'll go, uh, I'll go person by person. So we've got Ruben Ogarte, Director of Home Services at Active Prospect. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. So uh, Ruben Ogarte, Active Prospect. We're based out of Austin, Texas. Uh, we're a technology full um, software suite that helps installers and a bunch of different verticals uh, optimize their data, filter it, enrich it, and ultimately uh, lower their CAC and improve their reporting. Um, so really excited to be here uh, with Kyle, Scott, and you. Yeah, the CAC, Customer Acquisition Calls. Maybe throwing out some acronyms here. I'll do my best to keep up. Next, we have Scott Muller, a VP of Partner Success and co-founder of Solar Lead Factory. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Nico. Thanks for having us here. Ruben, Kyle, great to be here with you as well. Um, solar Lead Factory, our goal is to help accelerate the adoption of solar power. Uh, we take a customer and consumer-centric approach to lead generation to help our customers, installers, find more uh, homeowners that want to go solar. All right. And last but not least, we have Mr. Kyle Cherick, Head of Business, business Development for Pick My Solar. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Nico. Um, yeah. Kyle Cherick with Pick My Solar. We uh, are a managed marketplace for home energy. Uh, so we help uh, consumers easily get many bids for solar and storage and 
increasingly uh, moving into other DERs in the market space. But uh, we've got a lot of installers that are active on the platform. Uh, we're maybe just a little bit different than uh, some of the other lead gen providers in that we actually send signed contracts to the homeowners. Um, I'm happy to jump into that a little bit later. Absolutely. Yeah. And as we navigate this, I mean, I think it's worth worth saying up front that I'm by no means a Legion expert. I'm going to approach this uh, as at best a facilitator. Scott and Ruben and I have done uh, a webinar together about this topic. And Scott and I did a whole other one on customer acquisition uh, with Solar Lead Factory. Kyle, uh, you guys have been crushing it with Pick My Solar, developing a platform centric approach. I think this is going to be a really interesting and detailed conversation. You know, we, we talked in the lead up that really what we want to focus on is exploring, reviewing the current resi lead buying and selling yep. process. What does it look like? How should it look? What, what does it look like through the lens of most installers? And let's help educate folks on the process that for some, for, for better or worse, some folks look at it and they, they kind of feel like it's either unapproachable or it's it's this hidden black box shady shady maybe is another word that some sketchy. people might use sketchy so we're going to discuss the different methods that installers use to yeah. buy leads and the different third-party data providers that are engaged in helping qualify these leads yep. and really ultimately deliver a better experience right for the yep. homeowner i think that's that's the yep. message that i hear all exactly. lead generators uh well the good ones um uh, saying, right, is how do we improve the homeowner experience so that there are fewer callbacks, mm-hmm. there are fewer uh, canceled contracts, and we can achieve these lofty goals of signing thousands of customers per month, right? Definitely. And I, I think the premise of having this this discussion, which is great, right, it's 2019, I've become an SPI for almost like eight years now. And if you walk the floor, you see all types of demos, all types of conversations on operations, mm-hmm. on, you know, uh, you know, balance of systems, panels and whatnot. But it's very rare for you to have, and I think I can count how many times there's sessions on customer acquisition. At the end of the day, that is the initial touch point with the consumer. We're not going to sell any panels. We're going to send any racking, no storage, unless you get that touch point right and you make it so that the consumer feels happy as they go solar. And yeah. that's hasn't necessarily been all the case, and a lot of companies out there are doing it better than others. So what if we start by way of introduction of the broad concept? What's the historical context around which clients, namely solar installers, would expand beyond their own natural ability to generate leads? Like where has the lead generation uh, business itself evolved? And maybe we could differentiate between uh, buying leads and originating leads and how how the industry has started to Mm -hmm. sort of segment itself to deliver that process. Mm -hmm. I think I'll kind of just chime in. I think a big majority of installers out there, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's an American pastime to knock on someone's door, <laughs> right? Like I'm knocking on your door. Hey, I'm ABC Solar. You have a utility bill. I know you have a utility bill. I have solar power. Let me sell you solar. And ultimately, that skill set in, in marketing is 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 what a lot of companies have, have grown, right? Um, especially here here in Utah. Um, but as you progress as a solar company and you want to get incremental sales, you start to get into other marketing channels where technology and specific skill sets are needed outside of walking and knocking a door. Mm-hmm. So I think that is where companies start to you know, internally figure out who on our team can do this, whether it's their own internal digital marketing, right? Google right. AdWords, which is tough. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know, buying third-party leads and going out there and trusting lead partners and sources. And then, you know, obviously retail and there's all types of other marketing channels. But I think the skill set level that is needed to get into these other spaces and other campaigns is, 
is something that as a solar company you need to evaluate. Yeah, and we've talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, this we've got 5,000 residential solar installers in the country, and the majority of them, right, they started as construction guys. They're good at getting on the roof. Yeah. They can pull permits. They can uh, interconnect a project. Uh, that's a completely different skill set than sales and yeah. marketing uh, and digital customer acquisition, all these things. So, like, you know, probably for all of us, right, we're not the construction engineer yeah. guys that, you know, that, that know that side of the business. But but that's where, as this, this industry is scaling, you really do need to have people who are just focused on, like, we're going to be the absolute best at acquiring new leads and new customers. And, uh, and that's going to be needed for the industry to scale for sure. Yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in the context of the industry scaling, we've talked a lot about this, too, that it took them 30 years for their first 1 million installs. Yep. The second 1 million was then in the last three years, and now C is talking about an additional 2 million over the next four years. This is a lot of people to find, um, yeah. and really doing that efficiently, both finding the people, but also the whole sales process is you know, something that the industry hasn't had to face for or didn't have to face for a number of years as it was kind of scaling slowly. And as we go faster and faster, how do you get those touch points? How do you get, you know, contact with the homeowners and work well with them and close deals um, and then get into the construction and all those kinds of pieces of optimization? So if I want to set the stage here for the for folks that are unfamiliar with this at a high level, you guys are able to go all the way down to brass tacks. How deep down the rabbit hole do you guys think we should go in this conversation? I'll let you guys define that as we start to explore. We, we got 45 minutes, right? Yeah, we got right. about 35 minutes now. So okay. the, at, an, it, you know, as, at an industry level, lead generation stems from the desire to increase customers without the cost of burdening of, of, hire, of hiring your own marketing team and probably without the knowledge of how to go and acquire those customers. So that customer acquisition cost has been identified over the last few years as the single biggest barrier to growth in our industry, right? Yep. Module prices went down, inverter prices, racking, all of the hardware has gone down, but the cost to acquire that customer has stayed the same. And that's why Pick My Solar, Solar Lead Factory, yep. Active Prospect exist. So given the fact that the industry has come a long way, but this cost of acquire customers is still high, What's being done to change that? I, I'll, I'll start. I think a lot of companies have learned that they need to have certain types of technologies implemented internally in order to convert the media that they're either buying organically, you know, maybe their, or their own branding or whether they're doing it through third parties. And when I say technology, um, you, know, I, I, you know, I do mean data enrichment, you know, filtering like the tech that we have, but also I mean... CRMs, right? That's pretty standard. You should have a CRM. It's very surprising when I meet an installer and they're like, yeah, we don't have a CRM. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, good luck, or, good yeah, luck buying Good luck leads. with that. Yeah, that's going to be great. Or a dialer or, 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 or having uh, call center reps who accordingly focus on that and then really investing in your people. I mean, I said it last night at, at dinner is I think the most important person in this industry is the appointment setter who, is, who are working in those call centers. Like that is a skill set that supersedes any sales rep out there. Because if you get a, a really quality lead and a great appointment setter, I gave this example, not only can a great appointment setter set a solar appointment, but they could also potentially reschedule that appointment with that homeowner if the sales rep for some reason is late or doesn't show up because they have enough rapport built and enough skill set to connect with that homeowner and get them to have a second appointment. So that's, that's a huge skill. And, and I see a lot of companies who invest in their people doing really well with, with lead gen. Yeah, I would echo that. I mean, I think what I always say, it's 100% us. It's 100% you know, the solar installer. 
and and being able to get the right people to raise their hands um, at the right time, and then being able to take that ind interested individual and really walk through the entire process with them is a skill set. It is difficult. Um, it's it's very different to build a kind of scalable, and we talked a lot about this on our on our webinars, but it's very different to build a scalable, kind of repeatable sales process versus working referrals and kind of traditional, um, you know, higher higher touch, higher relationship type sales. They're different uh, beasts, really. Yeah. And so taking the approach to find the technology, to, to refine the process, to be scientific, both in the marketing uh, and testing on the marketing front, but also then all the way down through the sales funnel. I mean, those are incredible skills. And, and it's something that, like Kyle mentioned at the beginning, the industry came out of construction. And it's still very much a construction uh, industry. And doing the right thing on the install is part of that. But yeah. taking that same approach to the sales side of the business is something that I think is beholden to all of us to work yeah, and, on. And you mentioned scientific skills on the, on the marketing side. I think, uh, you know, if, you, if you're not really dialed in to the best practices on, you know, targeting demographics, on different lead channels, on how to set up proper ad campaigns, on how to have those customer funnels, um, you know, I can't imagine how many millions of dollars this industry has probably wasted from installers millions. basically just <laughs> trying to run some social ads or something like that right. and having no idea what they're doing, right? Yeah, completely. And just to kind of put it in perspective, there are companies, very large companies out there, some of the top 10 solar companies, they're doing like thousands of sales mm -hmm. off of paid leads. You also have very small companies, regional, all throughout the U.S., maybe doing 20, 30 deals. They're doing half of their, their sales off yeah. of leads that they're getting from third-party lead generators. So a lot of people can talk about how, you know, it should be improved or we don't like call centers, we don't like people calling, but people are going solar because they're filling out web opt-ins online. That's right. Go where the people are, right? So we've established that for many installers, especially the smaller, not top 10, maybe even not top 100 installers, it is an onerous process to add this skill set internally. It's why many companies uh, go out and hire marketing agencies to help them, right? So this is a, implicitly a digital marketing strategy to give leverage to your sales team that many companies find it difficult to deploy internally for cash reasons, cash reasons for even um, intellectual capital reasons, right? Um, can we discuss the process, therefore? Maybe there's an installer out there who is frankly petrified to buy leads because they don't know what the process looks like. Kyle, can you help us break down, like, what's the standard process and questions that they should be thinking about when they're discussing a marketing partnership with a lead generator? Yeah, Funny you send that to me. We have a completely different philosophy than, than probably uh, some of the others. And, and all, all the methods are, are very valid. But I, I think it gets, sort of gets to this question of what is the, the right way to handle a customer and to generate a, a high quality lead? You know, one of the things I'm quite frankly, I think all of us are probably pretty concerned about is that, you know, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned briefly, you know, there's some parts of this industry that are a little bit shifty, a little, uh -huh. bit, a little bit sketchy. And a lot of that has to do with essentially false advertising, right? It's like, right. hey, solar's free. Like, just just sign up here and yeah. you'll get it for free. Totally. And it's like, we we took a completely different perspective. Was let's build tools that uh, and, and you know calculators and things like that that we can drive traffic to and give customers a really complete view yep. with just an address and an estimated bill amount of hey, we're pulling LiDAR data off your yeah. roof. We're looking at how much solar fits on your roof. We're looking at what your offset would be. We're looking at what the general costs in your area for installation are. Here's your incentives available, both federally and locally. Here's yeah. your total lifetime savings. Yeah. 
all of that without asking for their customer information right, right. first. And at that point, if the customer says, hey, this is, this is actually pretty interesting, I, I would like to get quotes or you know, sign up and go through the process, then at that point we say, okay, great, let's, let's, get, let's schedule an appointment, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think- like, That notwithstanding, it's still a transactional process yeah, where sure. you are helping installers come into the marketplace and you need to know that those installers are prepared to onboard the leads that you are yeah. able to generate, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot with, for, with Scott uh, offline about Solar Lead Factory. There's a, there's a general lack of knowledge about how to engage yeah. in the process of buying leads. Your process I, for them to, to capture leads is different, but I feel like the engagement process I'll, is pretty I'll interject. Similar. I think um, this, uh, I'll give a couple tips right here uh, from yeah. buying leads. So when you evaluate- Wait, Hang on, Ruben, first of all, how many leads have you personally been involved oh, in buying? Man. Over a Actually, m- in dollars. <laughs> 15 million, 20 million. So just so I got, I mean, for everyone to understand, this guy has personally been responsible for buying $15 million worth of leads. They thankfully gave me the opportunity to spend $15 million <laughs> on media with, yeah. with phenomenal guys like Scott. <laughs> I think some of the tips, uh, these are like just like real basic ones. And this first one is a no brainer. Any lead gen provider that hits you up that has a Gmail do not respond. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. If they hit you up on LinkedIn or they're sending you an email and they have a Gmail, just don't, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It'll never yeah. work. Uh, I think also just kind of treating the way your lead vendors, I think a lot of people think lead vendors are, they look at them as uh, disposable. I think if you treat people as partners and you treat them the same way you would somebody internally, you're going to get a lot of value of those relationships. I personally, when I do an insertion order with somebody, I rarely pay up front, if not never. And if I am going to pay up front, it needs to be with a very high quality, very transparent uh, lead shop, like a solar lead factory, like a solar reviews, a wave solars. Those companies are out there. They have booths out there. You can talk to them. You can meet them. You can get the CEO on the horn if something's going on. A lot of these lead companies are just brokers. They're basically buying data from one place, pinging it to them. And maybe that lead traveled from three other places. So some of the other questions you should ask are, send me the landing pages of the leads that you are generating. Let me see your creative. What kind of messaging do you have? Yeah. Um, you know, how do you comply with, with TCPA? That's a, that's a big one, right? TC what? Do you TCPA. collect trusted form certificates? So, <laughs> so TCPA is, is stands for the Telephone Communication Privacy Act, which basically governs um, how you can dial out and how you can outbound. So when you're buying a lead, you got to call that lead. If you call right. someone who's on a, not the do not call list and you call them repeatedly, they can sue you. And yeah. they can sue you for, for tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and you can go on Google and put in TCPA comma solar, and you'll see every major company in solar has been litigated and settled some type of class action. So I think there's specific questions that you ask your vendor and then kind of go from there. Yeah, I would just say stepping back um, just a little bit and to echo on that, I mean, I, I think that all of these strategies can work together as well. I mean, one of the things we've talked about is and with our customers too, they generate new business from paid leads and from other channels. Some of them have tried working with you know, marketing agencies to generate branded campaigns for them. It's very difficult to do. Um, and you know, from the sales that are generated through paid lead gen, or I'm, I'm not sure how it works with Pick My Solar, but there would be referrals that are added on to that. If you, you know, I don't think these are, I think you want to focus, and we've talked about this on some of our webinars, you want to focus on a couple of strategies and do them well, but commit to them and follow through and do the yeah. work that's necessary for them to be successful. Because if you half-ass any, I don't it's know okay. what French we're going to speak out here. Can you cuss on this but, podcast? What's going on here? If you take a, you know, a half-baked approach with any of these strategies, yeah. 
you're going to have a hard time, even if that's door knocking, even if that's you half bake your referral process. You're not going to be, I mean, and all these things come into lowering the customer acquisition cost as well. So the more. Can can we jump into that? I know that's something that we had talked about previously, like CAC, right? Like what are the CAC ranges? What's an accept? People always ask me like, what's an acceptable cost of acquisition? I'm like, well, you know what, what, you know what, that's, that's a loaded question there. Is Um, it the GTM standard answer? Yeah. What kills me about that question is that people, you know, sometimes hear a high number, they go, that, that's way too much. That's way too high. But people don't realize, I mean, average homeowner in California or even in most states that are, they're active solar states, they're saving a hundred thousand dollars on their electricity costs over the next 25 years. Like it's okay to spend $5,000 to acquire that customer. They're still going to save a right. boatload of money. And I think it also depends too, like um, just the, the evolution. Like I know for a long time, uh, companies that I worked with looked at customer acquisition as like a fixed cost, regardless of the system size or the mm. gross revenue or the margin. And that would kill me because I'd be like, you want a $2,000 cost of acquisition on something that's 30,000. How is that applicable to a system that's like $100,000? Like shouldn't it be $6,000? So I think different companies evaluate it different ways. And I mean, what are you seeing out there from certain states? You know, obviously you're selling leads in a lot of different yeah. areas. The range is big. I mean, I would say the acceptable, pure kind of marketing cost, um, customer acquisition cost component. So when we're talking about customer acquisition cost, I think there's a couple pieces of this. One is the actual marketing right. spend as a, as a component of customer acquisition. Yep. And then you have your kind of SG&A sales and general right. admin that's sales overhead that includes commission it also includes redesigning systems designing systems and stuff like that depending on kind of how far you want to go into that so when i'm talking about customer acquisition cost i'm normally thinking about the lead the lead cost the, lead the media cost, spend the media spend yeah. um and so i mean we see anything from you know sub one thousand dollars in certain markets texas texas, texas. arkansas see, yeah you see you know low dollar amount and again we can talk about the customer acquisition cost as an overall number or as a cost per watt. I think you kind of want to be able to go back and forth on those and understand them from both angles. Um, and, just, you know, up to like, I don't know, maybe three, four K. Yeah, 3,000, 4,000, California, New Jersey, Arizona, all the, all the saturated markets that there's like a million solar companies out there. Those CACs are high. Uh, a lot of the states where new, you know, they're 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 coming around. Those those CACs can get below five hundred, sub thousand, yeah. um, and then it also, I mean, it, it also depends on 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 the installer, right? Like, what? How are they converting? You know, what are the technologies yeah. they're using to kind of drive that down? But I, I also see a, a trend of companies going from a fixed cost acquisition to now looking at it similar to the Cogs and going, we need to look at customer acquisition at a price per watt, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and how we've always approached it yeah. is, you know, with, with, with us, it's, I mean, somebody hit on it earlier, it's, it's you want to have your, your lead and your origination partners be deep partners for over long periods yeah. of time. Uh, and so since we're, we're a success only, you know, uh, kind of firm that, that provides signed contracts to our installers, we always just look at it at a, at a dollar, you know, or cents per watt uh, ratio of like, hey, you know, you, you give us your pricing, we'll put it on the marketplace, and then we'll send you signed contracts and an invoice, yeah. you know, lower, lower market. Again, that's, this is, you know, fully loaded marketing sales, you know, everything, and, and you're just off the races and constructing it. Lower market's probably in the, you know, 40 cents a watt range, yeah. up to as high as 80 or more yeah. in certain markets. Um, and then I see some companies do it like on a percentage, like we want our customer acquisition cost to be 15% or less of whatever the gross system size is. So depending on who your CFO is and how you do your P&L, it's kind of a 
a different answer depending on the different you know, you know, situation. I think, I mean, one of the things that's challenging in this is getting enough data to really understand what that number is. Yeah. Uh, if you spend $5,000 and get one sale, you have a $5,000 customer acquisition cost. Right. If you spend $5,000 and get two sales, you have a $2,500 customer acquisition cost. Yeah. And, you know, it, it doesn't make sense, or those numbers are hard to interpret at small sample sizes. Once you get to 1,000, you know, lead sample size or something like that, now you begin to get towards where it's probably going to stabilize. Yeah. And then again, and you tricky. mentioned referrals earlier, and I think people underestimate the value. I mean, everyone knows referrals is kind of where people start of, of hey, I, I try to get most of my sales from referrals. And, and if, if you're not open to paid acquisition channels, you have to remember that every single customer interaction is an opportunity to generate a future referral, right? So right. you may have a CAC that's a little bit higher than you'd like for your average uh, of the total system cost or something like that. But then that that lead may or that sale may may generate three more referrals, which is yeah. going to have a super low cost. And, I think we, one, we were talking. I was okay. talking with a, uh, a an installer, a partner of ours, the other day that they do about two thirds of their sales from paid lead gen. Uh, channel yep. and one third more or less from referrals and most of those referrals are actually from the paid lead gen yeah. wow. kind of market so i mean all of a sudden you take that that's a much cheaper customer acquisition cost channel but you can't build it up to that size without having something else coming in without so having it's nurturing kind of, on the back end yeah and i think you know if you're if you're if you're looking for branding and you're building your own organic you're running your own google ads i mean that's great and if you can get a cost per lead at similar costs that you can get some of the exclusive leads out there, like exclusive leads out there run anywhere in California between 80 to sometimes $125, depending on the states. Um, you know, multi-cell leads range anywhere from $35 to $55, and they go to three to four different installers. I think one thing I think is important to bring up is, is um, you mentioned the, the multi-cell uh, leads, but we should really think about it as we want to scale this industry, like what is that customer experience like, right? Because, you know, we have other, other marketplaces out there that, um, you know, as soon as you want to talk to someone, it's like they send their contact info out to a number of different installers. And I think that's actually fairly common. I just, I worry honestly about um, how much are we turning off some people by, you know, obviously those people want to make a sale, those installers that, that buy those leads. And then you've got multiple people calling a customer I mean, I know I've accidentally done that when I'm looking at like health insurance or something, something like that. It's like all of a sudden I'm getting bombarded, you know, yeah, and then I'm just yeah. like, ah. You know. So clearly we've stacked the deck here, right? Like we've, got, <laughs> we've, got, we've got not only two sides of, of, both of the lead, lead purchasing coin or the lead uh, acquisition coin from an installer perspective, but also two sides of the conversation around how to treat that customer, right? You've got the marketplace model which allows the customer to, uh, to lower the threshold of pain, not have 15 people yeah. call them at once because they filled in a simple web form at two in the morning when they were, you know, they were restless sleeping and wondering if solar would knock down their PG&E bill. And then you've got the other side of the coin, which is that customer is actively looking and they filled out a web form. There are, the industry has had to address the, the, and this is what creates the shady side, right? This implicitly yeah. is, right? You get 15 calls. So what, what tools now exist and how are we, how are we as an industry trying yeah. to address this issue? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I come from the train of thought that if you are a homeowner and you're online and you fill out a web form, we're going to call you. And is the that companies because- who are purchasing those leads have the legal right to call that homeowner. Okay, but now, how excessively? That's a whole different issue. So Ruben, I hear that, but... 
to Cal's point, like just because the insurance industry and the mortgage industry has trained us like rats to feel like we're going to get beat up because we feel that because we truly want to yeah. know what our mortgage rate might be doesn't mean that the solar industry needs to follow suit. I, well, I, I think yeah. that at the end of the day, I mean, you know, just going back to competitiveness, I think it's partly human nature to get. And I mean, I remember reading the California state guide to consumer going solar and in that guide, they recommend getting three quotes from three different solar yeah. installers. I mean, yeah. I think and how do you ensure that if right? you're doing anything in construction, you should get three quotes. Yep. I mean, you're replacing your garage door, get three quotes. You replace it. You're buying a car. Don't go to one dealer. I mean, these are things that are fundamental. I think that there's, you know, some things there with the consumer experience that will be improved over time. I think there's a lot of technology that's coming out now that is enabling a different interaction with the customer, mm -hmm. with the consumer, with the homeowner that isn't going to be, you know, a million phone calls from yeah. unknown numbers. And I mean, frankly, this is, I mean, this is a big question. I, we all have probably received the calls from, you know, you pick it up and somebody's speaking Chinese or something like that. And the, and the spammy text messages, I mean, I think that we're I don't even have a student page. loan. I don't <laughs> even have a student <laughs> yeah, loan. No, right. Yeah, 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 right. And I paid my taxes. Yeah. So the police isn't coming I, for me, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think to, to your point, Nico, we don't have to take the same path as the mortgage business and the insurance business. But let's be honest, those verticals are, are highly sophisticated. They've been around for 20, 30 years. And here in Solar, we're just getting kind of like, as great as this show is, we're not, we're not even close to being well, where we need to be in order to make that customer journey well, are there, optimal. I mean, the customer, the customer journey, like a lot of people are multiple form fillers, right? Like yeah. their habit, their habitual form fillers. And, <laughs> and, like, my, uh, like my mom, my mom's and, just feeling and a little And calculator form. users. And, you know, I know PicMy has an algorithm for, for betting and sorting. Uh, do uh, on the other side, does the industry active prospect has a pro has a product? Yeah. Does the industry have a way to know if someone has been absolutely uh, has been through that process? Explain Abs that. Absolutely. How, how, do, how so, can a buyer of a lead know that they're not getting an old lead or a stale I'll, lead? I'll, I'll let you take the lead on that one. You want to take the lead on that one? Well, I mean, I think that I can I can take a, a crack at it. Take and a crack at it. Yeah, you might want to help. Yeah, right. Okay, sounds good. I mean. I think, that, so first of all, there's, there's great software that tracks the actual, um, the actual submission. So yeah. Trusted Form is a product Did from Did this person Prospect, opt in for solar? And it's actually capturing the, the keystrokes of that individual moving through the form. So I think that there's a, a very clear and coherent way that that is, yep. is handled. 100%. Um, and on our end, we track that and we are, we're aware of that. I mean, we're also generating all of our own leads. Um, so we're, we had in the past tried purchasing leads and yeah. realized that it was not, a, a the path that we wanted to go down and we've taken, you know, to the point about regression analysis and algorithms for scoring and kind of optimizing, we've taken an approach on that and run samples of, you know, tens of thousands of leads through various regression analysis to come up with an algorithm that shows, Hey, this is probably the better bunch of the group here. Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to jump in because early, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, you should get three quotes, and I 100% obviously agree with that. Um, you know, we've we've obviously had a little bit of a different perspective with that. You know, for us, it's like how many people does it take to sell solar, right? It only takes one salesperson to sell solar. The difference for us is that 
that one salesperson's only goal should be get the, to get the customer the best deal for them. So earlier this year, we actually published a, a paper with the National Renewable Energy Lab, and it showed that uh, customers are actually saving 10 to 20% on the cost of the solar system when they uh, get multiple quotes and go through, you know, their study yeah. was looking at marketplaces. And the reason for that is that anytime a salesperson thinks they're not competing for a deal or they're, they're you know, sole selling, uh, without too much competition, they're always going to add more totally. margin in the deal, right? They're going to make a little bit of a bigger commission on that. They've got control of setting the prices. You know, for us, we don't let the, the energy advisors set the pricing. They make the same flat fee no matter who the customer goes with. They see three uh, quotes from top top installers and, and let the customer make the best decision for them. Mm. And, and Pick My Solar has internal people who actually call on the clients, right, to, as a differentiator yeah. for how you vet and qualify customers? Yeah, we do all the origination of the leads and then qualification, design systems, gotcha. uh, source all the quotes, walk the customer through all the quotes, walk them through the contract, have them sign the contract, and then send it to the installer. Gotcha. I think, for uh, obviously, for our podcast, we have, you know, obviously experts here. And, and I think one of the big things I wanted to do was to make sure that people who are listening, people who have actually come and attended and actually sat, um, like, what are, the, what are the key things that people need to kind of walk away with from 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 this podcast what do you feel are the like the key you know takeaways from the lead vendor perspective i mean from my perspective i guess the question is again just going back to that different marketing mix and thinking about yeah. all the different ways that you can acquire customers um i would i would advise folks to take a good hard look at how they're doing all those different pieces and think about which ones they really want to invest yeah. in um i don't i don't think that my, my guess would be that there's not one right answer for how we're going to acquire customers. I mean, again, we're going from 20-something thousand customers per month to 40, 50, 60 yep. plus thousand solar installations per month. And I think that there's, there are companies that have really perfected you know, their craft um, in all different areas of this business. And I love what the marketplaces are doing. I think there's people that won't fall into that path. And you know, we're going to, I think it's full tilt growth and yep. as an industry and then also as individual companies you got to figure out how to chart that those waters yep. so from our perspective we're always wanting to make i mean my, my i started in solar industry in 2004 up on roofs like ruben uh i still have the impact driver from those days and our goal isn't to you know our goal is to help yeah. consumers go solar at the end of the day and i think there's a lot of pathways to do that so we help we want to work with installers that understand that and we're not trying to you know, pull blinders over yeah. anybody and make things sound better than they are. My takeaway for installers is you got to get after it. Like in a utopic world, people would just go solar and be like, I love solar. It's so cool. Like, man, I'm saving money, man. Forget the utility company. We're not there and we're not going to be there anytime soon. So if you want to get incremental sales and you want to sell more solar systems and you want to install and you want to employ more people, Get innovative, hire the right people to run your marketing teams, to run your field marketing teams, employ people, pay them well. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be in this industry that the sales reps are the only ones getting paid, mm -hmm. period. Yeah. Use the right technology, Tru get with trusted lead partners, a lot of them here are at SPI, and get your reporting in line. Mm. And stop complaining that the leads suck. I always think of that movie like, the leads don't suck. You suck, right? <laughs> like, look in the mirror with See what you're doing and, and, yeah. and, and figure out who the right partners are and get your reporting in line and, and, and make it it's a contact sport. The other thing I'd say in wrapping up is, is, you know, as this industry evolves, you know, we're talking about there is a cost to acquire a customer, 
But you've got uh, you know a solar system install is is a certain size ticket item. But now we're adding batteries, and now we're adding electrification of transportation and electrification of homes. If you can sell them an electric hot water heater and sell them another two kilowatts of solar to power it, or an EV charging station, yep. uh, et cetera, et cetera, now your ticket size has become better. You, yep. Your your CAC, uh, you know, percentage wise goes down. Yeah, and that's how we're going to scale the industry. You've got to move beyond just selling solar to now. Right. I sell home energy upgrades, and it's comprehensive. Yeah, right. and we're seeing that a lot too. Folks are all over it. Yeah, I think that it, my my biggest piece of advice to installers who are trying to figure this out is it, go back. You can there are books that I could recommend on this, but go back and study direct sales techniques from the '80s, '90s, and the 2000s. The way that you really should be, just like what Kyle just said. I mean, he teed it up perfectly. The way that you really should be thinking about this is the person who wins is the person who can sell more things. In, and create and capture more value for that client for the same amount or even paying higher lead value, lead prices, right? So your ability to pay a higher lead price or a lead cost is defined by your ability to harvest more yep. revenue from yeah. that client. So all those people, Provide all those marketing VPs, <laughs> all those marketing VPs or people who are buying leads who think like, if I buy a lot of leads, like I'm crushing it. Yeah. Like that is the complete <laughs> wrong mentality. Yeah. And not that I don't want lead vendors and lead generators and partners not to make, you know, good money. But the goal should not be to buy as much data and as many leads as possible. Yeah. It should be to buy the right leads, quality leads, call them a certain amount of time with a great cadence, SMS them, email, be creative. And, and when you get a hold of the customer, have somebody on your staff that's going to make that person feel like, like your family. Yeah. yeah. Which I know from personal experience in this circle is absolutely how customers are handled. Yeah, baby. Couldn't be happier. You guys are stellar and you're, uh, you are leaders in your field and in this industry. Thank you for setting the standard high, setting the bar high. Man, thank you for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, this is absolutely. the most fun I've had at all SPI. You got the crowd right here. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like it's good. We got the on-air sign. You, you like on-air that? on-air sign. Mom, hi, mom. <laughs> Kyle Cherick, head of business development at Pick My Solar, Ruben Agarte, is, is crushing it over Active Prospect, giving installers tools to really filter and know what their cost of these leads really is and how often they're getting churn. Scott, of course, Scott Muller, co-founder of Solar Lead Factory, driving quality leads into the installer pipeline. This has been a primer, a veritable primer on customer acquisition through third-party and organic lead generation methodology for U.S. residential solar here at the Podcast Lounge, Solar Power International 2019. Last word, Ruben. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warrior. But if you're hankering for more, you can find the resources and highlights from this and every discussion along with social media links for today's guest, book recommendations, and more on the blog at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with this Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you've been wondering how you can partner with Suncast as a sponsor, get coaching from Nico to help scale your clean energy business, transition into the solar industry, or maybe just commune with other like-minded souls, you can find all that and more online at mysuncast.com. Check out the members section of the work with me section. We keep a running list of our live events where Nico is going to be in the world. I'm referring to myself in the third person here. I do travel a lot and we tell you, generally speaking, where I'm going to be on the website. And you can also learn how to participate and learn more from Suncast. Thanks again to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them and 
see if it's something that you'd be interested in doing at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>